Disability Talks with Shane. Talking all things disability. This is Disability Talk with Shane, a podcast where I chat with people who are involved in the disability sector. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with Libby White, who is currently involved in the industry as a support worker and someone I have known for quite some time. Libby, welcome to Disability Talk. Hi, Shane, and thank you very much for having me. I'm really happy to be here today. Thank you. Firstly, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you began in the disability sector. Okay, so uh, a little bit about myself. I see myself as a helper. So uh, if I see a problem or an issue or something, I like to put my hand up and go and help. Um, Like an example of that, the other day I saw uh, a lady with a pram going around the, uh, the chemist and she knocked over some things. And so I had a little laugh with her and I said, we can't take you anywhere, can we? And I helped her pick up the, uh, the things that fell on the ground. So I can't help myself from helping people. So uh, when I saw a job opportunity with a disability organisation, I put my resume in and uh, they wanted as someone that could do training and coaching uh, for people with disabilities. And so... I put my hand up, couldn't help myself, and I went for the job. And so I've been in the disability arena now for about four years, but I've been helping people for a very for a whole lot longer than that. Thanks for that. That's a good answer, Libby. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> How have you assisted people with their funding? Oh, that's a good question, Shane. I love to help people gain funding in NDIS. So I meet with the people, I explore and ask them what their needs are, what do they want to be able to do, uh, and we develop some goals that they want to reach. Uh, In the past, I've helped people um, talk about goals of reaching um, in employment. Then I, uh, or they may want to access the community or go on camps. Uh, they may have some um, other issues that they need to get uh, assessed by an occupational therapist or an OT. So I often will write a report. I'll take them to the NDIS, to the meeting, and we'll talk to the local area coordinator. And uh, we tell them all of the different supports that that person needs. And so they write a report, send it off to NDIA, and the people get their funding. So, And when that happens, we all celebrate because it's been hard work getting there. Yes, it has. I've just had mine done. <laughs> oh, really? How did that go? That was quite daunting because they're wanting to put our plans to five years at some stage. Oh, that's a whole lot. That is a long time, isn't it? Yep, because mine, my one is now is 14 months instead of... A um, year. That's interesting. 14 months. Yep. Okay, they must be trying to space them out. So they, that they Yeah, that's, that's really good. Oh, well, I hope that that all goes really well for you, Shane. You have also been heavily involved in 
course delivering. Can you tell us more? So, yes, I've created my own uh, company and I'm calling it Libby Support uh, because I want people to um, be supported by me and also uh, when I have other people working with me, I want them to support my clients or our clients the way I wanted them supported. So I am currently delivering a course in uh, building independence where I train my clients uh, to do a bit of troubleshooting. So we've had some little things that we do where uh, we have a problem. There's a, a light that's on the blink in the house. So we talk about how we're going to get it fixed. And I break the courses down into the very basic things so that we can ask questions about, you know, what is the issue? How do we fix it? And who do we get to, to help us with it? So it's about um, helping people to identify things that they can improve in their life to make their life easier. Add on to that, what how many people listening to this podcast want to get involved with your um, support? Okay, so to get in contact with me, uh, my the best thing to do is contact Shane and he'll pass on your details to me and I'll get in contact with you. Thank you. I am chatting with support worker Libby White. Employment is really important. Have you been involved in helping people with a disability find a job? So I've got a really good success story for you. I supported a young lady who was looking for a job and uh, we found a location that was not far from her home. We pounded the pavement and handed her resume into a number of shops and cafes. One of the one sorry, one of the pharmacies that we went to, one of the pharmacists was happy to speak to my client and wanted to know her a little bit better, so I asked her some questions. A couple of days later, this fellow gave her a call or gave us a call and offered her some work. So that wow. was a, I know, right? That was about two years ago. And I spoke to this young lady just last week and I asked her if she's still at the pharmacy and she said yes and it's going well. Well done. Good job. I know. So happy for her. What about skills building? How important is that? Right. So skills building is something that I am really interested in and I love to help people with disabilities improve their skills. So I help them. We identify what skills they need to build and I break it down so that it's nice and simple for them to understand and and we then practice. And practice is a really big part of it and, um, yeah, that's all and, I've got. And with that question, some people are scared to um, try new things. Yeah, they absolutely are. Uh, I work with a lady who is, has anxiety and another one that uh, often says that she's too scared and I try and instill in them that the more we practice, the more we'll get used to it and I talk them through the process of what whatever it is we're doing 
so that they get used to thinking about it and doing it. And then one day in the future, they'll be able to do do it themselves without even thinking, you know, how anxious or frightened they were about it. So um, I'll give you a quick example. I've got a group of ladies who are wanting to have a sleepover. And it's not really something that we can do at each of their houses. So I thought outside the box, we've booked a motel and we're going to go and stay overnight. Some things that we've done to get us used to that is to go and visit it. We've looked at pictures online of the the rooms that we're going to see. We've thought of things that we can do while we're in that town. And um, yeah, we're all just getting used to the idea. And then next time we meet, we'll go and visit the actual hotel and look in a room uh, so that we're already um, prepared for what for going to stay there overnight. That looked that very interesting. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. What about other tasks such as completing forms and dealing with money? Yeah, those are some things that we find very difficult. Often forms can be very long and money can be really confusing. So uh, a, a little activity I did with money was I had a whole collection of five cent pieces. So we went through a small process of looking at the five cent pieces, feeling them, touching them, um, you know, moving them around. I had a pile that was like, you know, $15 worth of five cent pieces. So we had a really big pile. Um, We sorted them out. Uh, Initially, we and we found out, you know, which coins have got the queen on them and which coins have got the echidna on them. And we separated those. We put them in piles and groups and the last thing we did was was even count them. So we were getting used to the money first before we moved on to actually counting it. But that's where that's a, a foundational skill that I like to share with my people so that we can get used to money before we start spending it. So and then the whole spending it and going to shop and wondering if we're getting the right change is is you know another whole lesson and further down the track from there. So, with regards to filling out forms, that's something that's really difficult, and um, often it's something that I will help people with. There's some easy stuff that we all know, like what our first name and our surname is, but then when it gets to difficult things like our Medicare numbers or our NDIS numbers, those are things that are a little bit more difficult. And so I've taught our um, participants to keep notes in their phone. So, for example, the other day I was with a young bloke and he didn't know his NDIS number. So I remembered that I had taught him a number of years earlier to put a memo in his phone that said his NDIS number. So when I spoke to him uh, and I reminded him of that, he said, yes, I've got it here. It's just where we had put it in the first place <laughs> and um, and he was able to tell me his NDIS number. So we have some little tips and tricks like that to help us fill in those forms. Travel training is also very important part of day, our day-to-day life. Do you get involved with that? Shane, you know me really well. 
<laughs> I've done a lot of travel training. Uh, and I think you were probably one of my participants that I was teaching travel training to. I was. We, yeah. <laughs> we did quite a lot of work with that. So there's different tools that we use with travel training. Um, firstly, we, we work out where we live and where we want to go, places that we want to go. So then we work out how we're going to get there. So, um, you know, we can all get there by our family taking it. Some of us are skilled enough to drive, uh, like yourself, and others of us know how to use taxis. Uh, but for most of us, need to use public transport. So we use our public transport journey planner tool and, um, and we start talking about how we're getting to places. One of my clients got lost one day uh, and that gave me a big scare and made me teach everybody about if you're on a bus, where is the bus going? And we found out that buses go in loops. So, and they also mostly go between train stations. So what do we do if we find ourselves on a bus and it's not going where we wanted it to and how we can get back to where we started so that we can try again and get on the right bus. So I do a lot of that travel training and I take people uh, on trips so that we can get to our destinations and practice doing it so that's not as scary for us. You have been in the industry for quite some time. What do you enjoy most? I love all of the little successes that I see in my clients and participants. I love to hear about success stories about what um, people are doing. So when I was talking to that young lady the other day and hearing that she's still doing her job and it's going well, uh, that is something that makes my heart sing. Uh, I really like seeing uh, my participants grow in their development and self-esteem uh, and just, you know, seeing them grow as a person and being able to do things more independently. So, so those are the things I love to see. Thanks very much for joining, my, joining me on the podcast, Libby. I look forward to chatting again soon. I'll hold you to that, Shane. I really enjoyed spending time with you this morning. And uh, yes, I look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thanks, mate. Bye. Bye. That chat with Libby White. Listen to Chain Disability Talk podcast. Next time I put one on, goodbye. Ciao for now. That was another episode of Disability Talk with Shane. For more episodes, check us out on Spotify or check us a like on socials.